0: I'm going to read you a, a, a quick uh, Christmas scripture out of Genesis 315. Talk about uh, Christmas here. And uh, um, Pastor Mark had a, a wonderful theological seminary degree word for this. What was this again? It's called the, the proto And don't ever repeat that again. I didn't. He said it and I was like, man, praise God. I'm down with that. I just want to read this, and, and I want you to say one word with me today. Enmity. 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 That comes from enemy. There's, there's an enemy out there. You know it's Satan, and you know there's a battle between good and evil. Enmity means hostility. Hostility. It's a, it's a hostile environment. It's a hostile world. Good and evil will never get along. Can I get an amen? Amen. It's just not going to happen. You can print up all the bumper stickers you want, Mr. Cope, and it's never going to happen. Good and evil cannot cannot, uh, intermingle with each other. The Bible actually says, what do we have in common with it? Are we okay still? So there's no gray areas in the Bible. You know know that some of the stuff that's out there right now, Mr. Lohagan, is straight out of the pit of hell. Some of this stuff that's out there right now come from the abyss. Now we got that settled, we can have church, Lord. I mean, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. God is talking to Satan and he says, Listen, here's what's going down. There's going to be hostility between you and this woman, and there's going to be hostility uh, between your offspring, which is followers of you, the worldly people, and the people that follow me. There's going to be hostility. And in the end, he says, He shall bruise your head, yo, big square headed. Whatever, Wes, I don't know what you say about him. But he's a sight, Chris, I'll tell you that. Smashing like a bug. Mickey, because I've read the back of the book. And the followers of Jesus Christ win. Can I get an Amen this Christmas? Hallelujah. So there it is, and it's you we're just going to pray right now because I'll just end up preaching on that forever. So Lord, um, as we pass our Christmas box, our offering box by, um, bless us today as we give and we faithfully give to your work and your kingdom here to have Bible and just some of the work we get to do. Um, we're happy about that. And, uh, the hands that give and you prepared us, uh, strong people that can, that enjoy working and, so we just lift this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give him some Christmas applause today. Amen. <laughs> so uh, the one of the most dangerous things as a preacher is losing your notes. I'm I'm an old-fashioned guy, I write it on a piece of paper still, and I'm just an old throwback. I don't do I don't do much on the phone. Um, so I lost my notes. Um, but, it, but here's the deal. I don't, I don't really follow notes too much. I don't follow really much of anything, to be honest with you, other than the Lord. My wife could leave a note right there. She's like, don't forget my keys or one of those things. You ever get that? And you're like, what is this? And, like, you know. and then she walks in the building. She goes, where's my keys? And I go, what are you talking about? The keys I gave you the other day to get in the building, you know. And I go, they're in my Bible bag, I guess. Um, praise God, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't even know what I'm preaching on today. And as soon as I find it, I would forget where I left it. Isaiah 7, verse 14, and you know this, but I want to start here because it, it, gives, us good, it gives us a good runway into the Christmas story. So um, i got to say something before we go, uh, go any further. These Christmas carolers that are out there, are just like, uh, um, can we call them like Christmas carol groupies? I'm telling you what, man, uh, John Bauer in his Christmas Jeep, he's got it all decorated with Christmas lights on it, and I go, man, I can get behind a guy like that, so we had like 32 people out at Warrenton singing Christmas carols out in the neighborhood, and uh, pastor Aaron was enjoying himself so much. He started rapping. Don't Elizabeth, don't ask him to rap. I don't know much about that kind of music, but he's not a good rapper. Don't look over at him either. All right, let's get into this. So I'm let's pray for the message. Let's go Lord. Uh, um, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that your holy spirit take over and um and uh father god just do do what you do. We're going to move out of the way in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Um so I'm going to ask the, the uh sound booth people to drop the house lights down and and it may get to where you can't read your bible. That's okay. Today I want you to kind of listen, follow if you can. Um 7:14 we're going to set the mood and kind of keep you in in this Christmas mode so as they turned him down, just listen to to what I'm saying here, Isaiah seven fourteen, so seven fifty eight hundred years before Christ was born. It says, therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. That means God with us. So that means He's felt what you felt. He's experienced what you've experienced. He's seen. He's seen people be prosper. He's seen people with loss. He's seen people with all the school issues, relational issues, the money issues, the pain issues, and some of the things you've been going through. God was right there with you in the midst of that stuff right there. I want you to know that today. He sees your cry, and he sees your pain. And and that's why I, I'm so sold on being a Christian is because I can get behind a God who will humble himself and take on the very nature uh, that we possess as, as a human being. Amen? Uh, God with us. So look at your neighbor and say, he's with you. Just remind him, he's with you. Did you think that when you was going through the the things that you were going through, you know, the uh, the, the loss or the sickness or the... That you were ever going to get out of it, that you would ever be on the other side. God, I told you before, is going to take your hand and remove you out of the fire. He's with you today, and he understands what you're going through today. Amen. Uh, so the Virgin, we, we know as Mary, we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit, and conceive and bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. Now, before we start in the message today, I just want you to I just want you to close your eyes and whatever it is you want to invite God. Uh, this area of your life, I want you to just invite him in right now uh, so we can can complete this story by the end of the service today. Just kind of raise your hand and just go, God, I need you. Uh, God with me in this area. And you don't have to name that area, but he'll hear it in your heart. Amen. God, I need you with me in this area. Amen. Open your eyes now, and I want you to go to Genesis uh, chapter 17. So, this is another thing, and and I never want you to get out in front of God and pull a pull a stunt. My dad used to call him Terry Stunts, and I didn't know what he was talking about when he said he goes, oh he goes, oh Mister. He said you really pulled a stunt here. <laughs> Did anybody have a dad or a mom that said that that kind of stunt is not going to work here? <laughs> What's a stunt? Give me a definition of a stunt. Is it a it's like an action or like a I felt like an action hero when he was saying that. And I'm trying to think every almost everything I did, Debbie, in my life when I was young was a stunt. A screw up, thank you, Dr. D. That's what it was. A stunt. Genesis 17, 19. So I never want you to get out there and pull a stunt. And then, oh, my, and, and then do this, go, oh, God, I wish I would have, you know, not did that or whatever. We got that same story right here. And this is kind of a, some more Christmas lineage and story and all this kind of stuff. All right, here we go. Genesis 17, 19. God said, no, Sarah, but no, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. Say that with me, Isaac. Let that marinate. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. And we all know what happens after Abraham said yes. You know, God told him to go and leave his family and and all that and just go. That's two-thirds of God's name is go. He just told Abraham, go. Can't Just go out there. So... In this, he says, Sarah, your wife is going to be the one that's going to bear a son. So we know that they're up in years. They're in their, uh, they're in their uh, gray-haired years or their silver years or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and he said that you're going to bear a son. And Abraham doubted him. He said, man, don't you know how old I am? He said, man, I, I've been here. You know, I'm I'm like furniture. I've been here for a long time. And then Sarah belly laughs. Steve Jerry, she belly has gone, there ain't no way. This womb is closed and not open for business. I just thought about that right there. That's new. She belly laughs. Well, you want to make God laugh? Tell Him your plans. Amen. Oh, oh my! Well, here's what we're going to do, God. We're we're tired of waiting on you. We're tired. Anybody ever get tired of waiting on God? We're going to wait. We're going to give God a time limit. Like God's in timeout. We're going to give you a timeout. We're going to give God. If God doesn't show up here by the end of the service, I don't believe He exists. Anybody ever give God a time limit? They did. So she got so confused about this this baby to be born, she ends up going, hey, you know what? I think a good idea. So this is a lapse in judgment, I think. I want my husband to sleep with my mistress or my handmaid. Her name's Hagar. Hagar. Mm, mm, mm. Ladies, oh, don't you dare. <laughs> so if we can't have a baby, I want you to sleep with my handmaiden her, uh, uh, her name's Hagar, and they end up having a baby, Ishmael. That's not where the, the covenant is supposed to be. So that's what happens when you, when you put man's idea uh, before God's idea. Now, with God's idea, it works just fine. He said, you'll have a baby, you'll be, and his name will be Isaac and from him will flow the lineage that we now worship in Jesus. Amen? Now, wipe your brow and go, thank God for that. Hello. Now, that takes us all the way over to Luke chapter 1. And this is where we get the message from, or the bulk of it. I'm going to read it real fast. We'll go back and chop it up. Uh, We're Mindful of the Lord's Supper today, thinking about Christmas and uh, all the wonderful things. In the 6th, 126 in Luke, here we go. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to to a virgin betrothed to a man. So we know that this is Mary. So it it talked about it, uh, Big Steve, in Genesis 3, and it talked about it in Genesis 17. And you could go on and on and on, Angela, and just find this everywhere. So as soon as as the fall of man came, God had a plan to redeem mankind. So Satan used the woman to deceive her, so God used the woman to bring the Redeemer. So if you can screw it up, God can fix it. Now elbow your husband. I always tell my wife, here's what I say, Todd, I can fix it. Did I tell you about the, the gutter guards? Ask me and I'll tell you. Uh, and any time we're spending money, I think that's the money I could be spending on a horse, something important. She goes, I'm going to hire the gutter guard people to put up gutter guards. She goes, I don't think it's a good idea that you climb the ladder. We, we climb. Any guys still, you're not too old to climb the ladder. It's not, it's not too risky. for. We'll climb it anyways, Terry. We're going to be 90 and go, I can still do it. Oh, you're going to lie to yourself. And then when you're up there with the blower and it's, it's always raining when I'm on the roof. If somebody filmed me on the roof, they're like, oh, man, this is winning $10,000. That guy looks a little top-heavy. <laughs> Back to the gutter guards. I don't know why I'm telling you this. And, and she says, I said, I can do it, babe. I can, I'll go to the store, and we'll put it in. And she goes, no, they're going to shore it up, and no more leaves in there, and it's not going to leak in our basement. And I'm like, oh, man, it was so much fun when it did that, though. <laughs> so Anyways. That was me trying to fix it. She said, no, she did it anyways. (laughs) In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to God from the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he said, he came to her and said, greetings, old favored one. Now, I preach on this every year, but I want you to get this part here. We got to figure out why she was favored. We have to figure out why she's favored. We got because I mean she's going to end up carrying the Christ child. We she heard about it. You've heard. We've all heard about. It, but why did he pick her, Chef? Was it by the way he sm- she smokes the turkeys? <laughs> Does she have some special deity? No. So that that's the lingering question. How can I be favored like Mary? And we're going to answer that question today. Oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. Verse 29, but she was greatly troubled, circled troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So here we go again with the favor. And behold, you shall conceive in your woman and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give him to the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom, there will be no end. Let me say this before I move on. If his kingdom has no end, I want to be part of that kingdom, John. I'm in on that. If, if something, Luke, or if something's going to last forever, I want to be in on that. Um, and this ain't like one of those, you know, uh, this ain't like one of those phone contracts. Or, you know, the cable, remember when they're never going to raise your rates? Remember when cable came out? I mean, it wasn't that something. It's just like, and we're never going to raise your rates. No, only if you want it faster. And I thought to myself, like I've told you before, if it can be faster, let's get it faster now instead of faster each year. His kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age will conceive a son in the sixth month with who is called barren. Remember this. It's one of the first verses I ever remembered. For nothing will be impossible with God. Now hold on. I know your situation looks pretty dang bleak. I, I don't know what it is. I know there's a lot of bleak situations, and I, we're praying with them all and praying for them all and all that stuff, and I've, I've heard a lot of them and don't know them all. But I totally believe there's nothing impossible for God. Amen. Now, why doesn't he answer all my prayers? That's a whole other story. I, I can't get into that. I don't know that. But I know one thing, nothing's impossible with God and uh and we, we, me and my daughter were driving home the other night from Republic, Missouri, and we talked about all these different things about God and his power and his you know our our finite minds and his infinite wisdom and all that kind of stuff and my mind doesn't think like God because it's 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 not that powerful I don't have that deity, but what I do is I trust in his word and and i and I can and I can and I can and I can believe in it, and I want you to believe in it today. Last verse, here we go. And Mary said, "Behold, I am the servant of the Lord." Here it is, three words: "Let it be." That—that's her yes. So that I subtitled this message: "What's on the other side of your yes?" What's on the other side of your yes? I don't know what your. Some of you guys have been coming into church and going to Christmas services for a long time and God's been prodding you and you were supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that I say today's the day that you give God the nod and say yes let it be but that'll be at the end of the service so just hold on for a second I know I'm blowing your hair back there's some elbowing going on and and you ever walk in like church and go man if he says it this time that's got to be God well here's the deal it's God today it's God today I promise you uh, let it be t- to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. We're going to go back. So this virgin in verse 127 uh, is Mary, and she, she's with this guy named Joseph, and they're from the house of, of David. And So here we come, and we got, this, uh, we got this angel of the Lord, this special angel of the Lord who's delivering this, this high-powered uh, super service message. He says, Oh, favored one. Oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. And and I don't know what she was doing. I don't know if she was doing dishes or laundry or sweeping the floor or cooking or whatever. And all of a sudden, well, I don't know where you guys are at when you got these revelations. Some of you were at work and some of you, and if you were at some place. and, and, And you felt this, this, this nod from the Lord, just say, amen. Somewhere at some time, God spoke to you. And you ended up getting saved. And if that hasn't happened to you, my prayer is that it happens today. Don't don't leave don't leave here and, and miss the whole Christmas message. Because God's not with you unless you invite him in. Here it is. Here's here's the big here's here's half of the big one. But she was greatly troubled. Now I've delivered this message I think 20 or 21 times in the last 20 or 21 years, and I never seen this word troubled like I do today. Troubled means to be agitated or disturbed. Agitate, and and somebody at this church could agitate you, and you know what agitate means. And it's not necessarily. And did you like getting next or disturbed by somebody that's. That's singing too loud. They say I sing too loud. Pastor Pat, you sing pretty loud. (laughs) So being agitated and being disturbed in this context is not necessarily a bad thing. You have an agitator on your wash machine. And the job of the agitator is to agitate the clothes enough to where it gets the dirt out. Or, or the job of the Holy Spirit here with Mary, or maybe you, or maybe in your family, is to disturb you just enough to go and check on some things. The Holy Spirit can disturb your world. Being a Christian is extremely inconvenient. It, you stay up late, you get up early, you got to go to church and all that. I got to get a parking spot. can't believe he parked the bus there. I just whipped that dude right in there. Parker. Amen. Just stick it right in. It's okay. Park around it or whatever. He's disturbing me. Agitating. Here's what I said. I, I use this. Some parents disturb their teenagers. That's a good thing. to to every once in a while walk back to the back of the home and they live in the back, back there in their thing called the bedroom, the cave. Cave. Walk in and look around and disturb them just a little bit because what they're doing may not be of God. So I'm coming in to disturb you a little bit and then quickly shut the door and say, I can't believe that you live like this because it's so dirty. <laughs> and if you have teenage boys, you can always say, what is that smell? <laughs> don't act like you ain't got them. My boys don't show you yeah, Right. Come to the boxing ministry sometime. Woo! Oh, Lord Jesus, just funning with you. Say troubled. So I thought about that, and I really didn't think of it in this context at all, Mike Berger, at all. I said somewhere else in the Bible, this word troubled is mentioned, and it's in John five four. And, and if you don't have King James, you won't find it. But in there, it says, and I'm going to paraphrase, it says something to the effect that the angel of the Lord troubled the water. Amen. Look it up. He troubled the water. That means in, in, in this setting, there were sick people laying all over the colonnade there. And when the water was stirred by the angel, they knew to go down into the pool while the water was troubled because that's where the spirit of the living God is. And where the spirit of the living God is, that's where there's healing power. Can I get a witness? That's when the, that's when the waters are troubled. That's when it's stirred up. That's when the hair on your arms stand up. That's when when things are troubled and agitated. That's when you start to shout and you start to dance and you start to praise God and you start to do things that are out of the ordinary from the world's perspective. He's troubling the waters and he's troubling the airwaves today here at Have Bible, Will Travel. And he's asking you a question, who am I today? That's powerful right there, thinking about that. And you and you mix that with John 4. You got yourself a nice little uh, uh you got yourself a nice little uh, uh, little dinner, little nice dinner there. I was thinking of Chick-fil-A when I was saying that. <laughs> we were down at a rodeo and Pastor Aaron's like, hey, you wanna go to McDonald's? You wanna go to Chick-fil-A? I go, yeah, right. <laughs> Get me fried chicken and sweet tea, buddy, and I'm bringing to it home. Ow! Come on, amen. My spirit was troubled when he asked me that. <laughs> all right, there's more to come, so I want to I know where you're going to be. It's going to get serious, Big Steve. Where, what's, your, what's on the other side of your yes? And, I, and I'm going to get some of you. I may not get all of you, but I'll get some of you. And that's what the question is going to be. So, so get her, get the tracks lubed up. And the angel, I'm in, in verse 30, so we're going to bring it home. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So, so far we start to understand that this, this Mary that he has picked out is, is favored among the women, and not above the women, but among the women. Right. Look that up. So she doesn't hold deity, but she's a special lady because God knows that he can use her for special things and he can do that to you because he doesn't love Mary or me any more than he loves you, amen. He's no respecter of persons. You have found favor with God because he knows that her spirit's going to line up with almighty God. And behold, you shall conceive in your woman bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Say that with me, Jesus. And he will be great and will be called son of the most high. And the Lord will give him to the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob and and forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. There'll be no end. You'll live forever and ever and ever and ever. That's a long time. So verse 34 is, is kind of what I preach on every year. It says, Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? She says, how are you going to do this? She goes, I believe. She says, uh, not, not, not how can this be, but how will you get this done? Uh, because I'm a virgin. I've never been with the man. I'm just not quite. It's, it's kind of like I, I use, I don't know what else to use other than the dentist because that agitates me. I just, how will you get this done? So you, I, I'm agitated with the dentist because I'm going back Wednesday. First, you, you, you set up the appointment for the consultation. And then they bring you back for the temporary crown. And then you come back after that to get the real crown. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm not very intelligent. I'm not a dentist. Well, why don't they just give it all to you when you first go in? I'm the guy that's going, I know you're going to do it, but how will this be done? And it, it, it takes me through all this process, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, this could have been done in one trip. But Mary says, how will this be done since I'm a virgin? And the, here's the answer. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Bam, that's how things get done in the supernatural. It just, just bam, that's how it gets done. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and is in her sixth month who was called barren. So he goes, I'm also doing, God's doing big things in, 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 in your cousin's life here. And she said that, everybody said that you can't have a baby. And he's doing something in her life too. Oh, girl, you're, you're never going to have a baby. She said, yeah, just watch. And, and maybe they said that about you, or they said that about your children, or they said that about your family. Oh, you're never going to do that. or you are never going to graduate? Or that. Has anybody ever said that? Well, you're never going to graduate. He's never going to graduate. She's never going. to. Don't say that about your children. Right. Don't. Uh, well, he's, not, he's. never going to come off of. He, he'll never come off drink of drinking. He'll never come off of drugs. Oh, I'll never quit. He can't quit. Who said you can't quit? Right. Who said you can't quit? Who Who says you can't quit? Who says you can't do whatever you want to do? Right. Right. I want to talk to somebody today, so. Who who limits God? Didn't we just just read that nothing is impossible with God? So why are you taking God out of the equation? I want you to rise with me for the last two verses of the day. We're getting ready to ask you about your yes. Remember that, John? I asked you about your yes. I asked you. And I'm going to be getting in everybody's business here, in your Kool-Aid and the whole deal. Front Street, you name it. Nothing will be impossible with God, and Mary said, "Behold, I am your servant of the Lord." What does it say, class? Let it, let it be. So you 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 just you don't have to know everything to to say yes to God. She says, "Let it be uh, to me according to your word," and the angel departed from her. Let it be. Uh, I don't know what would happen if. Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul said, I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going back. They, they stoned me over there. Jesus goes, hey, uh, I'm not going to go. I changed my mind on the way to Calvary. It's, it's a long road and all that. And God said, you got to do this. Don't you remember where he's in the Garden of Gethsemane? He said, God, if there's any other way than this way, let this cup pass before me. You got to quit thinking uh, that, that it, it's all going to get done by your power. Hey, let me tell you something about your power and mine. It's very limited. Invite God into your life today. So so watch, here we go, Pastor Jay. Mary said, let it be according to, according to your word, and the angel departed for, from her. She said yes to God. Now what would have happened if she would have said no? I don't know. I'm not going to get into that theological debate. Me and my my daughter talked about this on the ride home from Republic for about four hours. You know, about happenstance and free will and predestined and all this kind of stuff. I, I will tell you this. God has given us free will. He gave it to us back in the garden. What you decide to happen in your life is between you and God. And then some of your friends will come by and they go, it was meant to be. Oh, really? Show me where that is. Or if it was predestined, why do we go to school? Why do we wear seatbelts? Why do we go to church? I just wrecked somebody's theology. You and God got something going on and he's got a plan for your life and if you never say yes i'm gonna tell you what he's gonna move on to somebody else to get the plan done i know that so let me give you a couple of my ideas about this and i wrote them down in my notes and i don't have my notes Well, oh man that guy's got a great memory and actually i don't have a good memory at all I i've told you the story one of my first deacons I ever had, he asked me, he asked me a question. He said, "Pastor, he ended up going to another church. He's a well, wonderful man. He said, "What can I pray for you about?" I said, "Would you pray for my memory because so, you know, 20 something years of complete alcohol abuse just completely just fried my mind. I couldn't even remember my own name." I said, "I want you to I want you to pray for my memory." I said, "Because I can read scripture and within 1 second, I can't remember what I just read." <laughs> Do you believe that God can restore things? Mrs. Koch, do you believe that? The most broken person. But you'll have to say yes. We got to quit acting like little Christian babies running around. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's right. You don't know. That's why we have God and some of the yeses are like you know yes to your new job yes to your new relationship yes to your church attendance yes to trusting in god yes to all these different things and the most out of the most prevalent would be salvation i'm glad that i said yes to jesus when he asked me if i wanted to be saved can you imagine that hold on no Franny, not right now. I'm not ready to be saved. Amen? Or how about somebody that's coming over to your house to witness to you or witness to your children? It's never going to be convenient, Gloria. I promise that. Everybody's busy, man. We can never be too busy for the word of the kingdom of God. If somebody's coming, you say, bring it on in. I told you about that Bible study teacher. We had a great Bible study teacher, Kathy. Craig DeBeau, who led my daughter to Jesus before she died. How about, how about. wonder what would have happened if he would have been too busy that day. I'm glad he wasn't. Get yourself busy, you'll miss a blessing. We only got one shot at life. I, I say for the Christians in this church, pour on the gas. Light it up. Get excited about God. Man, it, it's 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 the greatest thing in the world, and I know young kids hear me preach this every week, and they walk out. we got a party to go to tonight, let me tell you something, your party ain't gonna lead you anywhere, but in jail or hell, one of the two. So I'm gonna pray for you today, and if you've never trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you're a young person, get saved today, get Jesus in your and then for all you who are sitting here waiting for that big question, uh, say yes to Jesus. And let him come in when he's doing house cleaning. Let him go down in the basement down there, to the, 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 the closet you got in the basement that you don't let him go in. We let him in every area of our life except that closet. It's way in the back wheel. And that's where we kick all the stuff. We open it. You just kick that stuff in there and you shut the door like this. And Oh, God, you can't go in there. That's a that's a mess in there. He said, that's where I want to get. Let's pray on that note. I think he's coming to your house today, don't you? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I, I pray that somebody says yes to saving grace and salvation that isn't saved yet. Is that you, friend, today? I'm going to ask you just one time today. Would you like to be saved if you're not saved? Would you like to give your heart to Jesus? And if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand wherever you're at right now. This Christmas could be the greatest Christmas of all, but it won't be unless you're saved. That hand's got to go up. Don't worry about who's looking around. The only one that's important is God. I see that hand over there. We got somebody that's ready to be saved. We're just going to pray for them. Maybe, they, maybe you thought they was saved. Let me tell you about what you thought. Thinking you're saved ain't being saved. You got to know that you got to know. You got to know that I am saved. I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've given my life to Jesus. I remember the day I asked him into my life. Say this with me today. Dear Jesus, come into my life and save my soul. I know that I'm a sinner and I know I need a redeemer. And I hear his name is Jesus. And I'm going to put my trust in that and the redemptive work he did at the cross at Calvary. This Christmas will be the best of all. And then for you guys who are waiting for this yes, you're ready to say it. If you're standing and you're ready to say yes to Jesus in this area of your life, I'm going to invite him in my marriage. I'm going to invite him in my uh, my house. I'm going to invite him in my work. I'm going to invite whatever that is in this situation. I, I want to say yes to Jesus today before the Lord's Supper. Say yes to Jesus. Throw your hand up. One, two, three. Boom. Right there. Now I want you to come straight down immediately. Walk down here. Just yes to Jesus. Just come down. Come down here. Whatever area it is. I don't know what it is. We're not going to ask you about it. Just come down. Come on. Come on. Sprint down here. Run if you can. And we're just going to pray for you. And then we're going to apply this prayer to your life where you said yes to Jesus. Who are we doing this for? We're doing this for the Lord. We love the Lord. And I'm going to ask my pastors and deacons to come up and be praying for these guys right here. Just lay your hands on right there on their back, on their shoulder. Just pray for them. When you say yes to Jesus, your whole world opens up. How would you like to have your world opened up into just glory? I mean just glory. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, all those who are saying yes to you, there's piles and piles and piles of them here. Some are on the internet, some are on the, the live stream broadcast, some are right here in person, Lord God, and they want a date with you today, they say yes to you. Open up our world today, Lord God, as we, as we get ready to depart this building and take this message to a lost and dying world. Before we receive the Lord's Supper today, Lord God, we say yes to all the possibilities you have for us and give you the glory for the outcome today right here at this church in the mighty name of Jesus his people said amen